Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right. Well, I am so excited that we are going to be starting a new series, all right? It's July. Crazy. It's July already. We're going to be starting a new series called Born for This. Born for this. You guys, I am so hyped. I was born for this. You were born for this. We were born for this. It's going to be good. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for the word? You guys just excited for the title. I see you. (laughs) All right. Born for this. Guys, we were born for this. Don't let it surprise you, this, the craziness that is going on in the world. God saved you for this moment. God didn't pick you for a moment before, a moment after. He picked you for right now, in this season, in this time, in this era. So first of all, what is 2020? That's what I'm talking about. 2020 is our breakout year. And what are we going to do? We're going to break through and break out. Please don't forget that. Please don't forget that it takes a breakthrough to have a breakout. Some of us, we may be in the middle of a breakthrough. I want to encourage you. If you're in the middle of the breakthrough, girl, son, boy, your breakout is about to happen. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. God has a plan. Look to Jesus. Stay focused on his word. Stay focused on his promises, right? If I feel like it or not, it's my breakout year, right? It's my breakout year. We have to make the choice. This is our breakout year. Who's ready to take responsibility? That's not a cuss word. (laughs) Who's ready to take responsibility for their breakout year, right? Get accountability for where we want to be and choose daily every single day that we're going to have the determination to break through and break out. Amen. I believe it. I receive it. Y'all agree? I just wanted to give a reminder in case you forgot. It's our breakout year. Like right now in my health, I'm in the middle of a breakthrough. But let me tell you, I can't wait because it's my breakout year. And I am thankful for miracles that are happening every single day. Every single day. I want to remind you guys, thank God for the little miracles. Thank God for the breath that you have to breathe. It's another day, another opportunity for you to change the world, for you to fulfill your purpose, for you to fulfill your call. Y'all ready? Were you born for this? Y'all ready to wake up? Let's go. Right? Look at your neighbor and say, you were born for this. You were born for this. You were born for this. If your parents planned you or not. (laughs) If you were a surprise you were born for this. If your parents prayed for you or not, you were born for this. If your parents raised you right or not, you were born for this. You need to determine that in your heart, that you were born for this. So I received Jesus when I was about four years old. I received Jesus. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Back in the day, uh, we had a TV that was a box, okay? And you pulled the knob out, and you turned and turned and turned the knob to find channels. And there was a channel called TBN, channel 21. And now, I don't know if that's a cable channel or if it's the same channel 21, but is it channel 21 still today? Channel 21. Hey! All right. 
So I would pull out the knob, and there I was, always looking for TBN, looking for, looking for, like, I wanted God. Like, I wanted more of God. So I would even, there was times I would get in trouble because at night I would come, I would turn, pull out the thing, turn at the channel, my mom would be like, go to bed. And, and back in the day, um, like some preachers would put their hands on the screen, and they're like, just put your hands on the screen right now. And there I am, little me. I just wanted whatever God had for me. And if it was going to come through the screen, then it was going to come through the screen. Like, however, I believed. And um, one time we went to this, like, volleyball court. It's what I remember as a volleyball court. But there was a preacher there, and they're preaching, and they're, they're doing an altar call. And I'm like, I have to be five, maybe, five-ish. I'm like, Mom, I got to go up there. I got to go up. They're calling me. They're calling me. So she's like, go then, you know. <laughs> they're calling you, then they're calling you. And the, the guy at that time, he laid hands on me, and he was like, as a young girl, I can't remember exactly it right now. I feel like I'm going to misquote it. But basically that I was going to serve God, that I was going to love God, that, you know, that I was going to be this, girl, this Jesus girl, okay. So from that moment, I knew I was born for this. I knew that I was going to change the world, but, but that was so fun and that was so awesome, but I didn't understand grace. I didn't understand grace. So I could want to change the world, but I would be under so much guilt and so much shame and so much condemnation, even at a little age, even at a little age. Religion, man, religion will get you. Religion will just like get its claws in you and say, you loser. I mean, that's the devil right there just saying. So I was just, and you know, I went through my own teenage stage and thank God I got here at 13 years old. I got grace, the grace message. My life was completely transformed. And you know, that was just a couple years ago, just a few years ago. I've been here 23 years. Hey! So I'm so excited. Don't do the math. Stop right now. Put your phone calculators down. Stop. But I want to encourage you that you don't need a word from somebody. You, the only word you need is from God. And God's saying you were born for this, for such this time, for this hour. It doesn't matter if your parents didn't plan you. God called you for right now. It doesn't matter if the world looks scary out there. God called you and you and you and you and yes, you for right now so that we could rise up, we could learn about him, we could enter in a real relationship with him, and we could change the world. <gasps> you were born for this. You were born for this. For what? To have a real relationship with God the Father, with Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit. Like a real relationship. Not a fake relationship. Like transformation on the inside. Not just being conformed on the outside. Not just singing, raise a hallelujah. But actually raising a hallelujah in the hospital. Actually raising a hallelujah when you can't remember anything on your test and it's right there. And you're like, we need to raise a hallelujah, okay? Actually raising a hallelujah when you just got the call that you've been fired. Actually raising a hallelujah when, you're, when your graduation's been canceled again. Like canceled, canceled, canceled. Raise a hallelujah. Come on. When they canceled your birthday, they canceled your anniversary. They've been canceling everything. But what are we going to do? Are we going to raise the hallelujah in the building? 
Are we going to raise the hallelujah, right? Are we going to really raise the hallelujah in our heart? And no, you know what? God's got a plan. I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to stress out. I'm not going to have anxiety about what's going on. But I'm going to rise up and get grow in my relationship with God the Father, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and discover my purpose for right now. How am I going to be the change, right? Change the world. You were born for this day, this time, this hour. You know what? You were born to overcome. You're born to win. You were born to conquer. You were born to never give up. You were born to endure hard things. Like you were born to endure hard things. Like sometimes we need a reminder about that. We just think that everything's gonna be peaches and cream, whatever that means. <laughs> that everything's gonna be just so smooth. But you know what? We were born to do hard things. How? Because we've got the Spirit of God dwelling inside of us. We can conquer anything because it's already finished. It's already conquered through the blood of Jesus. It's just that we need to grow up and glow up and learn who we are in Christ. Yeah, I said it. It's time for a glow up. I said it right. Jesus came to make a way, and he also came to show the way, right? Jesus came, he's like, you know what? Jesus didn't come to take sides. Jesus didn't come to take sides in religion. Jesus didn't come to take sides in government. Jesus didn't come to, to take sides in culture. Okay, this is the right way, this is the wrong way. He's like, okay, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat. Okay, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian. Jesus didn't come to take sides. You know what Jesus came to do? He came to take over the world. He came to take over. And we're over here worried about taking sides. Is this right, is that right? It's time to take over. We're gonna take over with what? With a love revolution. We're going to take over, right? Jesus said, love as I loved you. Man, Jesus be laying down his life, washing crusty, dusty toes. He be healing, preaching, teaching. Are we ready for that kind of love? Are we ready for that kind of purpose? I'm ready. Let's go. Got me spitting and everything. Jesus came to take over. We can get so caught up in taking sides. Like, let's stop. And let's take over. You were born to change the world. World changer. World changer. Can you hear me? Look at your neighbor and say, world changer. Wake up. Wake up to your purpose. Jesus came for a love covenant. He made a love covenant that would fulfill the old covenant and change the world forever. Jesus came to fulfill the old covenant covenant. So thank God we don't got to be slicing and dicing no cows and just offer them. We'd be like vomiting and then like, bleh, bleh, that's so disgusting. Jesus did it all, right? Jesus did it all. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 17, do not think that I came to do away with or undo the law of Moses or the written the writings of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Jesus says, it is finished. He didn't come to destroy, but he came to fulfill. We're like, we really need to get a hold of that so that we, you know what? Because you can come to church and you can start acting religious so fast. 
It's easy to just like read your Bible, memorize the Bible, but the Bible's not coming alive in your everyday life. That's what I love about Pastor Dan. That's what I love about Love Life because the Word comes alive. Pastor Dan takes you into the Bible. You're diving in, and there you are with Peter. And he was just talking about John, and I always had this perfect picture of John the Baptist. Anybody else? Like John the Baptist. And then Pastor Dan's talking about him eating grasshoppers and being covered in camel's hair, and he didn't have an under t-shirt, and I was just like, lost it, lost it. I was just like, did anybody else lose it when he was talking about John? He literally, Pastor Dan literally takes you into the Bible, and it's like, whoa, we're just swimming around in here. Like, this is the best thing ever. That's what I love when the Bible comes to life, when the Bible comes to life, and it comes to life. So Jesus is like, you know what? I didn't come. He didn't come to undo it. He came to fulfill it. He didn't come to destroy it. He came to fulfill it. Jesus filled the law so that we could join the family of God, so that we could be called children of God. Then why do we keep acting like slaves of God or servants of God when he called us to be sons and daughters? You know, like if there was somebody that you paid, like a maid, you know, that you paid to come and clean your house, you would not act the same with the maid as you would the daughter. You know, you're, somebody else comes in your house, they're like, hey, what's up? You're like, you're like different. Your daughter comes in the house, she's like, mom, I need 20 bucks. The maid who cleans your house and pays, she's not going to say, hey, I need $100, unless that's what you charge to clean your big old house, right? You can afford a maid. You must got some kind of money, right? Anybody else? That's why you have kids, to clean your house. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> But you don't treat strangers like you treat family. It's all I'm trying to say, right? And we're acting like God's a stranger instead of acting like children. We come, how many people go up to their parents and they're afraid of them? If, that, if somebody, kids went to their parents and they were afraid of them, that'd be weird. I'd be like, oh, something's not right in that home, right? You just walk up to your dad, you're like, hey, I need $20, I need $100, we need to go here. And your dad's like, here's my wallet. <laughs> that would be so nice. <laughs> But you know what? you got a father who owns the world, so don't worry, okay? Don't worry. <laughs> Everybody's dreaming about a dad with an open wallet right now. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Paul said in Galatians 4, 4 through 7, but when the right time came, I just love that. Jesus came at the right time. You came at the right time. You are here at the right time. Like that's, such, that's just reassuring to me. But at the right time, okay, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are, chil we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts prompting us to call out, Abba, Daddy, Papa, Father. He didn't say, call me Sir. Like, I've never called my dad Daddy. Like, that's just, like, something I'm like, uh, no thanks. But imagine that kind of tight relationship, so innocent, so pure, that you just call out to God, Abba, Father. You know what? We can get so messed up because we didn't, our dads did their best. You know, but we can just re we can just pervert that relationship and blame God. And we're over here afraid of God or we don't know how to talk to God. And God's like, call me dad. Call me Abba. Call me father. We can't just 
put that on God. We need to let go, forgive, whatever you need to do, and receive God. Receive his love. Now you are no longer slaves, but God's own children. And since you are his children, God has made you his heir. You know what that means? That's the open wallet, girl. That's the open wallet. That's the open wallet we were just dreaming about a few seconds ago. You're an heir of God. We were born for this, to be to have that father-daughter relationship, to have that father-son relationship. You know you see that father-daughter hallmark relationship and you're like, oh, God has so much more love for you than the hallmark movie. God has so much more love for you than the best dad in the world could ever give you. We need to start walking in that love. It's time to grow up in understanding that we are children of God. We need to grow up in that understanding that we're children of God, being transformed from the inside, not just conformed on the outside. We can get so religious, right? We learn the lingo. We learn the songs. We learn what we're supposed to say, what we're not supposed to say. And before you know it, you're quoting scriptures and you don't even believe it. Have you, has anybody been there? You're like quoting the scripture, quoting the scripture, quoting the scripture. I'm like, whoa, no, I do believe that you are the healer. I do believe that you are my provider. But, like, I need to check my belief, not just my memorization of the scripture, right? I don't want to just act like a Christian on the outside. I don't want my profile to say Christian. I want to be a Christian. I want to be known as a Christian. I want to be known as a light to people, as hope and love to this world, right? I want to know Christ on the inside of me. Like, I want to know Christ in my hurts, in my pains, in my weaknesses, in my strengths, in my victories. I want to know Jesus. And as the more I try to know Jesus, the more I learn about myself. Because we are in Christ Jesus. You believe that? I believe that. And we are growing and going from glory to glory Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to God. Can I get an amen? Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. It's like a gospel song, yeah. Hands up. Yes. Can I get a witness? Glory to glory. We're going, you know what? And we sing that song and we think, yeah, it sounds so religious. But you know what that really means? That's us transforming one little inch by inch in one area and another area. We make it religious, but it's actually so powerful that we're growing in love, that we're growing in peace, that we're growing in purpose, that we're going from glory to glory to glory to glory, right? Transforming. Amen. Talk about the ultimate glow up is to grow up. <laughs> Paul said in 2 Corinthians, y'all got your Bible out because it's going to be a long one. But we need to know this. We need to get some understanding. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3, 9 through 18, this is the Amplified. For if the ministry that brings condemnation, remember guys, we're under, we are not under the law, but we are under grace. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not under the law, I'm under the grace. So when you get pulled over by a police officer, you say, I'm not under the law, I'm under grace. And you know what's happening? Your butt's going to jail. <laughs> no, just kidding. It was a joke, okay? Don't say that. We love the police officers. We are thankful for the police officers. We pray for the police officers. Amen. Yes. We, we, I take it back, okay? 
What was that joke? Okay, the old covenant, the law, has glory. How much more does glory, 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 <laughs> glowy, I got that glow. I'm ready for the glow up, okay? Does glory overflow in the ministry that brings righteousness? The new covenant, which declares believers free of guilt and sets them apart for God's special purpose. God has set us apart for his special purpose. Let's discover that purpose, right? We were born for this. Indeed, what had glory in the law in this case has no longer has glory because the glory that surpassed is the gospel. The glory that surpassed is Jesus. The glory that surpassed is the good news. The glory that surpassed, right? So for if that law which fades away came with glory, how much more does the gospel which remains which remains and is permanent, abide in glory and splendor. Since we have such a glorious hope and confident expectation, why do we have a glorious hope? Because we have Jesus. Why do we have uh, confident expectation? Because of Jesus, because of the good news, because of the gospel. We speak with great courage. How can we be full of courage? Because of Jesus, because we know that it is finished. We know that it is fulfilled. We know that we already have the victory. We know that we will overcome. We know that it's our breakout year. We know that we're going to make it through. We know the end from the beginning. We know that we win every time, all day, every day. Can't stop, won't stop. We have the victory. And it gives us confidence. It gives us courage to go in the middle of the storm and we're not going to break apart. We're not going to fall apart because we know that we know that we know that we have the victory. That's confidence. That's courage. And we are not like Moses who used to, who used to put a veil over his face so that the Israelites would not gaze upon him at the end of the glory, which was fading away. But in fact, their minds were hardened, for they had lost the ability to understand for until this very day at the reading of the Old Covenant. And sometimes you're wondering, how come you can't even understand the Old Covenant? Shoot. That's not a, that's a Christian cuss word. I, I take it. Whoops. Just fell out of my face. <laughs> when Bashar talked about Christian cuss words, I was like shocked. Because has anybody said a Christian cuss word? I know, but like you don't, I'm not going to go down this. Yes, I am. You don't be like, ha, ah! but if somebody said the real cuss word, but if somebody says, shoot, it doesn't bother you. Does it bother anybody? If I said the other word, y'all be falling out right now. <laughs> I had to lay hands on you guys to revive you. I wouldn't say the other word. <laughs> Why my sister's got to be laughing so loud? <laughs> Anyways, that was funny, Okay. Okay, for the old covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because it is only removed in Christ. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil of blindness lies on their hearts. But whoever a person, whenever a person turns, remember repentance means to change directions, means to turn, and faith to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There is true freedom. No longer bondage. Okay, are you ready for this? Oh, look, it's so 
excited. The, you know what? The word is so cool when it's alive. It is so boring when you don't understand it. But that's why it's so awesome to, like, to start understanding what it is. I want to tell you guys about this so that we're not confused. Remember last week we talked about the enemy wants to deceive us so that we don't understand truth, so that we don't understand our authority, so that we don't understand that we're right with God, so that we walk in guilt, so that we walk in condemnation. And he would love to leave us there, but not here, not at Love Life. We're learning the truth. We're taking the veil off. Let's go. All right. And we with unveiled face. I can't wait for the unveiled face. Continually see as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We all are progressively being transformed. It's a process. Progressively going from glory to glory, right? Change by change. One area and another area. Being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory and more glory and more glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Okay, so there's a big difference looking at these scriptures with a veiled face and an unveiled face, okay? When Moses came down from the Mount Sinai from getting the law, he had so much glory on his face that he had to put a veil on it. He had to put a veil on his face or so that they would, they would be, the Israelites would be able to look at him. So if the law got that much glory, how much more glory for freedom? It's really time for a glow up. I'm just saying, hashtag love life is glowing up. That's right. Right? The law gave so much glory. How much more glory without the law, with the fulfillment of the law, with the gospel, with the good news, with Jesus. Okay, so Paul, he's talking to the Corinthians church, and they know what the veil meant, okay? The veil meant that you're only getting a shadow of who God truly was. The veil meant it was just a shadow. That's what the law was. It was a shadow, but it wasn't the fullness of God. And we can get some confused, like, what? How does that line up? What does that mean? So you can't truly see the fullness of God through the law in the Old Testament. You have to see him through Christ Jesus, God's gift to us of grace. So we need to look to Jesus. We need to look to Jesus. Paul said in Ephesians 3, 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Who? Who's dwelling in your hearts? Christ, Jesus. That you being rooted and grounded in love. We need to get rooted. We need to get planted in what? In love. That's how we're going to have a love revolution. That's how we're going to change the world. Not by works, not by guilt, not by shame, not by condemnation, not by the law, not by rules, not by regulations, not through the government. Come on, not through culture, not through religion, but through love. Through the love of Christ, through the love of Jesus, through the passion of Christ, through the purpose. God has so much for us. Y'all ready to take the veil off? Yes! We need to be rooted and grounded in love. Okay, being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend. This is how we're going to understand with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God that passes knowledge, that passes understanding. Who wants to be filled with the top till it overflows with God's fullness, with the fullness of God's love, with the fullness of God's grace, with the fullness of God's peace, with the fullness of God's wisdom, with the fullness of God's healing, with the fullness of God's prosperity, with the fullness of God's purpose for your life, with the fullness of God's hope for this world? Who wants to be 
Fill to the top till it overflows. Let's go. There's a song right there. Fill to the top till it overflows. Come on, Tristan, write us a rap. Through Jesus, through the new covenant, God is not demanding us to fulfill the law. Stop trying because you can't. He's not demanding us to fulfill the law. Jesus already did. Jesus already did through the new covenant. We can't legalistically try to please him, serve him, and worship him. But we can love him. How? Because he first loved us. And we need to come to him as a father that is madly in love with you, that is full of grace, that has wisdom in the time of need. When you're struggling, run to him, not from him. Run to the house of God, not from the house of God. Right? Jesus has already did that. And it's a field. He said, it is finished. Look at your neighbor and say, it's over. It's over. We just need to be progressively transformed into the image of Christ, right, from the inside out. We can't be so worried about on the outside. Let's work, not, not worry, but let's trust God to work in the inside, trading the old for the new. How many of you guys ready to trade? Let's, let's make the great exchange. Transformed, not conformed. Let's trade hate for love. Like we're over hate. It's done. It's finished. Depression for joy, fear for peace, anxiety for patience, revenge. Y'all ready for some revenge? No, we're going to trade it for kindness. Disloyalty for faithfulness, bitterness for goodness, anger for gentleness, selfishness for self-control, sickness for health, ignorance for wisdom, delusion and confusion for divine purpose. It's time to make the trade. God's given us everything we will ever need. It's a seed inside of us. We just need to flourish that seed. We need to walk in his love. We need to walk in his grace and go from glory to glory to glory to glory. We're just waiting for glory. And it's just glory to glory to glory. It's just like we want, right, we want huge change. But it's the everyday small change that creates huge change. God has given us everything that we'll ever need. We just need to grow up. And that's why we have the church. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have pastors. That's why we have the local church. So we can help, get help growing up. How many of you guys know we all need help? We all need somebody to say, you know what? You're acting crazy. You're a little off. Or we need somebody to say, good job. You conquered that and you didn't cuss. Good job. I'm so proud of you. You didn't answer that DM. Girl, you are growing and glowing. I am so proud of you. That's for somebody, yeah. You know who you are. All right. We have to stop looking at the Bible through the law. We need to stop looking at the Bible as, Oh my gosh, it's so hard. There's like so many rules in there. Too much regulations. Like, I'm free. Like, I'm free. No, you're not. You're in bondage. <laughs> you're in bondage or you're deceived. True freedom comes from Jesus, right? So we need to start looking at it with an unveiled face. So what does that mean? Okay, you guys ready for this? This is funny. I guess it's not really funny. Here we go. So I got this little veil. It's Melissa's veil.
When I put this on earlier, they were like freaking out like, Miss Sasha, no. <laughs> and just in case you were wondering, I would probably be the bride that wore black. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> That's why your girl ain't married. No. Okay. So how many of you guys ever been to a wedding? Anybody? Hands up. Can you guys see me? You can see me clearly? It's hard to see you. <laughs> okay. Anybody been to a wedding? You've seen your parents' pictures of their wedding, right? You've seen a wedding in a movie. You've seen a wedding on TVs, whatever. So after all the vows and la, 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 what does the preacher say? He says, you may kiss the bride. Actually, that's not how the guy says, you may kiss the bride. (laughs) I guess. I wouldn't know. (laughs) So he says, you may kiss the bride. So what if the bride... Refused to take the veil off. She's like, she's like, mm-mm, I'm good. No thanks. He's like, you may kiss the bride. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I'm good. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wear this veil because it's so beautiful for the rest of my life. Like, don't I look good? Um, well, imagine her husband. He'd be like, take that thing off. <laughs> So what if a bride refused to take the veil off, right? For the rest of her life, she's just going to walk with her veil on. That would be weird, okay? That would be crazy. So this is us with a veiled face. And this is the shadows. We're trying to know God, but we can't get close to him. Why? Because we're looking to the shadows of all the rules and all the regulations. And we're trying to make sense of the old covenant. And, and Jesus is saying, it is finished. Ooh, it's hot under there. (laughs) He's saying to take the veil off, to walk with an unveiled face. Walk with an unveiled face. Look and come to the word, come to the Father with an unveiled face, right? What happens when we see God through the law? We miss out on a love relationship with the Father. What happens when we see all the rules and the regulations through the law? We're only experiencing a shadow of God instead of a real relationship with the Father. So this happens if we, even if we deny Jesus or we deny grace, you're walking around with a shadow. You're walking around with a veil over your face and you're trying to live your best life and you're wondering why you're seeing all these shadows, right? If we only depend on if what we can do, right? What we can do and we don't truly, totally depend that Jesus has already conquered it all at the cross. You know what? And, and this is me. Like, I try to fix it. I'm a fix-it girl. I want to fix you. I want to fix me. I want to fix the world. And, if, and in my mind, sometimes, a lot of the times, I think I can. And I was just talking to uh, Adri on the phone, and uh, I started to cry a little bit. And she's like, you're only human. And I'm like, but sometimes I don't think I am. I think I'm superhuman. <laughs> and we just started to laugh because I'm like, I'm the girl. I'm not wearing a veil. I'm wearing a cape. Like, let's go. Let's take the world for Jesus, you know? And when something comes in my way, I'm like, whoa. And when she said that, like, it's okay. You're only human. I'm like, no, I'm supernatural. <laughs> it was just a moment, okay? But we need to take the veil off in that same way if the bride refused to take her veil off. She would never, never have a real relationship with her husband or anybody because she'd be under that veil. She'd be like, whoo, be all stanky and everything, right? 
she could never have a real relationship. So we don't want to be that. How many of you guys want to stay in that? Not me. No, I want to take this veil off. It was nice. It's beautiful. You know what's crazy? I'm going to tell you a little story about this veil. Okay? This veil was Melissa's veil. And I bought her this veil. It's a beautiful veil. It's not, it was, it was a fancy one, okay? So on her wedding day, it's so crazy she forgot to wear it. <laughs> but it's okay. It made it to the photo shoot, and I was happy, and she was happy, and it was the best day ever. But on the wedding day, it was like, anyways, that was for free. That's a free story if anybody wanted to know. Thank you for letting me borrow it. Glad we all got some good use out of it. <laughs> So how many of you guys are ready to stop just dating Jesus, but you're ready to get married? You're ready to be all in. You're ready for a covenant relationship. You're ready like, Jesus, I'm all in. I'm ready. Like, Jesus, for real, not just a song, take the wheel. Take my life. Let's go, right? Um, you know what? I, I make mistakes a lot, all the time, actually. I make mistakes on the daily. Anybody else? It's just me. So, yeah, I make mistakes on the daily. But you know what? God forgives me. God forgives me, and he loves me. Why? Because we're married. We're in a real relationship. We ain't in one of these relationships that it's over. You know, I'm done with you. No, we ain't playing games. Me and Jesus, we're in it. We're in it to win it, okay? We're in it for the long haul. It's me and Jesus for life, and Jesus forgives me, and Jesus has grace for me, and Jesus still has a plan. Jesus forgives you, and Jesus loves you, right? Let's stop playing the dating game. Let's get all in with a covenant relationship and start progressively every day transforming, transforming into the image of Christ. The more time we spend with Jesus, the more we're like him right? The more we look like him, talk like him, walk like him, love like him, teach, preach, and heal just like him, wouldn't that be awesome? Walking with great power, walking with great love, and walking with a sound mind. It's time to take the veil off. It's time to take the veil of the law. It's time to take the, the veil of deception, of darkness, of unbelief. It's time to take it all off. It's time to get out of the shadows and start walking in the light. It may be dark out there, but it's time to turn the light on in the world. We can't be just as confused as them. We need to have the truth so that we have something to offer them. So we're not walking in the shadows, but we're walking in truth, right? You were born for this. You were born for this. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Take the veil off of unbelief and remind yourself, I was born for this. I was made for this. I was called for this. I was born to have a real relationship with God. I was born to impact this generation and change the world. I was born to win, and Jesus already made a way. You know what? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit. You know how you ask? You open your mouth and ask. It's not like, hmm, no. Like, sometimes I'm like, some people are like, how do you ask the Holy Spirit to help you? I'm like, Holy Spirit, help me. It's real basic. And let me tell you, it works. <laughs> sometimes I just walk away because I can get frustrated. I can get easily angry, anger, angered, angered, whatever. I'm working on it. But I ask the Holy Spirit, help me. 
Holy Spirit, help me to respond. Holy Spirit, help me with this computer. Holy Spirit, help me with these numbers. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Give me guidance. Holy Spirit, what is it that you have for the people? Not just my opinion, not just what's going on in the world, not just what's popping, but what do you have for the people? And God's like, take the veil off. Like, tell them that I came and I created a way for Jesus to restore God and humanity so they could have a relationship, so they could have a covenant. So it's time to say, I'm all in. It's time to let go of the law and start to enter into God's grace, right? God expects a lot from us. But let me tell you, he equips us for everything that he expects from us. He has given us everything we will ever need. It's just time to grow in understanding. It's time to grow up and glow up in every single area, right? He gives us mercy and then asks us to be merciful. He gives us love. He loves us. And he says, love others, right? That's what Jesus does. That's what he forgives us. And then he says, forgive others. He makes us right with him. Now he's like, act right. (laughs) And we're like, oh, okay, yeah. All right, so working on that one, right? We got this and we were born for this. Let's not walk in the shadows. Let's walk in the light. Let's walk in truth. Let's walk in love. Let's walk in freedom. Let's walk in everything that God has for us. Walk in peace and patience and kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Walking in wisdom, walking in divine purpose, right? God's called us for so much. It's time to rise up and be the church. We don't just go to church. We are the church. And everywhere we are, we're offering light and hope and restoration and love to others, right? I don't know what situation you're going through. I don't know what situation anybody in this room is going through. But let me tell you, we can have great confidence and great hope in Jesus. He made a way. You don't have to stress. You don't have to worry about what's coming or what's next. Just look to Jesus. And if you have not called on the name of Jesus, if you have not entered into the family, God wants you to enter into his family. God wants, every, you were born to have a relationship with God, a father-daughter, father-son relationship. It's time to walk in that, and it is so simple. If you want to enter into the family of God, all you have to do is call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus, and you will be saved. It is that simple. Tonight, if you want to call on the name of Jesus, let's pray together. Everybody say, Jesus, I call on your name right now. I believe in you. I ask you to save me and set me free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And just like that, you are saved. You're in the family of God. The veil has been lifted, no longer in the shadows, but walking in the light. Amen? Amen. If it was your first time calling on the name of Jesus, we have some resources for you. If you could just click that button where you raised your hand, let us know. Click that connect button. We would love to get you a book. We would love to get you a book that's about your next steps. There's so much more than just going to heaven. There's also living heaven on earth, right? So we would love to get that resource to you. We love you. We are so excited for you. And remember, what's 2020? Our breakout year. And what are we going to do? 
We're going to break through and we're going to break out in every area of our life. Because love life, our spirits are strong. Our emotions are settled. Our minds are disciplined. Our bodies are healed and made whole. We are strong in the Lord in the power of his might. And we are love life. And this is our breakout year. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.